Campfire, a podcast, three dudes kicking it around the fire discussing the day's hot topics, their opinions, and all kinds of banter. Sit back, relax, tune in, and feel the warmth as the red light is about to turn on. Red lights on. Red lights on. Well, well, well. Here we are again for season two, episode what? So are we doing, is this 11 or 12? If we're redoing, it would be 11. Yeah, we tried one the other night and it. there were technical complications. There were uh, uh, fatigue complications there was a whole lot of joe talking to himself it, <laughs> it wasn't gonna work all right well, so then this will be the show, so i say we keep it episode 11 then <laughs> okay episode 11 thanks for for tuning in to episode 11 everyone and just a cool thing is that now we're doing video as well video oh, video We'll put this on Odyssey, and I'll drop the stuff later on our Instagram. Yeah, it'll be great fun. Super All kinds time. of good shit. Joe, or not Joe, Nick, you have a headset now instead of yeah. a broken, dangerous... I mean, the uh, the earbuds I was using were from, uh, oh, we're going to say about 2006, so uh, they... <laughs> They, they definitely they were, had a good life. They, they were bought at the certified station on the south side of Springfield. Oh, no, no, no. Those are summers. So they were probably oh. bought at uh, Sinclair in Southern California. Oh, nice. I gotcha. Costco or, or whatever they got out there. Mm. What's the place with the beaver on it? That's Bucky's. Bucky's. Bucky's that's it. That's in Texas, man. Oh, right. Well, I don't. I don't know the thing about Bucky's. I mean, what? What's the big deal with Bucky's? Well, hell, I don't know. What's the big deal about Whataburger? It's pretty fucking good, if you ask me. It's not that great, though. What Bucky's? No, Whataburger. Bucky's is cool shit, man. I mean, I, Bucky's is dumb, but what a burger is a good fucking burger, dude. Okay, so Bucky's is like a I mean, truck stop, but it's like Jungle Jim's truck stop. So it's like Casey's. oh no shit, no fuck Casey's compared to Jungle Jim's. No well, fuck you, because dude, okay, it's a truck stop that's like this huge. It has like everything and fucking brisket um, on the hour. The TNA fucking brisket on the hour, fucking the shit. Sorry, on the hour, dude. Bucky's is where it's at. I thought it was kind of like a truck stop slash Chuck E. Cheese's. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, no. Which I always thought was really weird, but obviously it's not that. Chuck E. Cheese and that 
Bucky Rat do have the same stupid smile on them. Yeah, they have the same odd shape and stuff. They're probably close. yeah. God, so. Chuck E. Cheese, and remember what was it before that? Showbiz Pizza. Showbiz Pizza. I've never heard that of shit. That. that shit was creepy as fuck. Dude, Chuck E. Cheese is, but I've never heard of Showbiz Pizza. So. It's, it it was Chuck E. Cheese before it was Chuck E. Cheese. Gotcha. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, well, maybe when you're a a dumb five year old, but sure. Looking back, it's like Jesus Christ! Why did they ever l- let my kids go into that place? It's fucking disgusting. The pizza's garbage. You don't even serve beer anymore. Fuck you. <laughs> they don't serve beer now. I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't think they do anymore. Huh? And even when they did, it was in those little red cups, red plastic cups. Red and they were low cup. No, no, That's it was some song. Fuck you, Toby. Fuck you, Toby. All right. Sorry. Okay, you need to not sing. <laughs> so I mean, not only not only can we hear we hear you, we can see you now. <laughs> well, I look better than I sound. That ain't saying much. But you know, here I am too, in all my grandeur. I feel you, man. At least I was able to do some fancy with my flag shit behind me, so. What flag? All we see is a green curve. Oh, yeah, we just see your green screen. But on the video. Oh, I do. Oh, no shit. I have the two cameras and stuff, so using the one camera for you guys and one camera for the recording. Nice. Just chilling. Just chilling. America as fuck on the other camera. We're we're all moving up in the world with our little setups here. I gotta give me a real office put together. Me fucking too. I'm sick of sitting on the goddamn couch or at the kitchen table and working or recording. Just try to do it out in your garage. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, in the winter it's pretty fucking hot. Or it's pretty fucking cold. In the summer it's pretty fucking hot. Yeah, it's true though. But that cold, I just ain't gonna do it. I feel you guys. Yeah, no, my garage is uh, not not someplace I want to spend a bunch of time. Well, I just naturally spend a lot of time in the garage, in the shop, in the barn. Uh, It's just normal. you guys are inside all day with your jobs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, you know, I only really stay inside when it's cold and rainy. But other than that, I want to be outside working all day. Oh, yeah. So a home office is something I would use once a week. You know? Not every day. I, a home bar would get used more. Like, you know, a bar with a pool table. I'd use that every day. An office? No, I would not use that every day. Yeah, okay. Well, sounds like you need to get a home bar rather than an office. Right. I need an office. 
I think I'm living life a little better than you guys. You guys need an <laughs> need an office. I need a cool <laughs> table and a bar. Point mm. taken. See, I wouldn't get much use for the bar because I don't really drink. Well, I don't drink, but my friends do. And I don't let my friends drink alone. Because that would not be proper. You know, you got to take care of your friends. You got to look out for them. So. <laughs> I do like the bar set up in the corner of the living room there by the fish tank. Well, and it's fun to just bring over bottles of booze randomly and be like, here, that that needs to go there because I'll be back sometime. Yeah, it's there. And <laughs> oh, that's good. Top, it's got a shelf underneath that's getting filled up, you know, after a few parties in this house. Begin to build up a liquor collection. I'll tell you what, the wife's birthday party was a fucking good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. I was feeling rough for two fucking days after that. Um, females got rowdy, all of them, and I was related to half of them. So <laughs> it was. There was some oh, education great. that night that I didn't need educated on. But uh, it was a damn good party. Yeah, yeah, it were. It definitely were. Jesus wow. Christ. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, we're just kind of shooting the shit and flowing along here. Uh, Nick, give us a little more of that mic when you get a chance. Don't you think so, Keith? Yeah, man. I I just, definitely think so a, a little bit more. more. Coach, yeah, just a scotch more, Mike. Just a dabble, do you? But I mean, I don't know, if you want to get into some topics, I guess we could yeah, man. swing over that way. Uh, we talked about James O'Keefe an episode or two ago. Yeah, dude. I don't know, check, an episode check. ago. Yeah, I did uh, want to hear an uh, yep, uh, an update. I kind of fell out of all the news on O'Keefe and Project. I Red think. I think it was two calls ago. For a while, but O'Keefe is formally out now as CEO of Project Veritas. Yeah, and uh, would you even call it CEO? Uh, Project Veritas is a nonprofit, but uh, I would still say it's CEO because you're still the chief. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, maybe, maybe so, but I mean, I'm not real clear on what the accusations were and. You know, he, it, you're, you're right, Keith, when we talked about this earlier, uh, it sounds like he was forced out, but he did resign and he did say, yeah, I'm not done. I'm going to keep going. This is, this is my calling to expose corruption. So, uh, I don't, I'd like to know why. Why what? Why did all this come about? Like, why, why is he? Why did he leave the company? Why was he forced out? I, well, uh-huh. the whole idea was that Pfizer or someone else was pushing the board to force him out because of the drop, the last, the latest drop, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And that sounds feasible. To that, but I kind of, uh, uh, I guess I look at it as like, when a student stands up in the middle of class and calls out a 
teacher or some other adult for doing wrong. Sure, the kid's right, but he went about it all wrong. So he's wrong. And who is the kid and who's the student? Well, I mean... What do you mean? Let me back up. A student, a child student, is calling out an adult teacher for something they did wrong. And uh, even though the student may be right, they went about calling out the adult the wrong way. Yeah, so... Again, what do you mean? I mean, was there a whistleblower at Project Veritas that exposed James O'Keefe for malfeasance? Or was James O'Keefe the one that was like, hey, all you fuckheads on this board are like absolute yeah. twat waffles. So I see this as you, uh, you need to O'Keefe, change your ways. O'Keefe is the student being chided by the teacher for correcting the teacher in front of the whole class like that. Mm. That's what I see this as. Sorry, my analogies are need explaining. It's what we're here for. But this is indeed. I mean, I had an incident with one of my children where they had corrected an adult and didn't understand why they got yelled at. When they were right, I said it's not about being right or wrong. It's about respect. And what you did was disrespectful. It's kind of like rank. Yeah. Yeah. There's a way to call out your commander, and it's not in front of the entire formation. Right. While you're standing at attention with his. Well, that's the thing, though, because. James O'Keefe was the commander of that unit. But if you there's have always a bigger fish, there's always a bigger fish. And don't yeah. think there's not. Nobody's at the top. Not to uh, no, I'm pretty the sure James O'Keefe was at the top. It, I mean, yeah, that's that's the that's... problem with with corporations because the board usually holds what fifty one percent or fifty and a half percent, right? Of the the power of they always have that the office or whatever you call it. It, it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, that doesn't always work out very well. No. I mean, CEOs are CEOs for a reason because they work harder than everybody else. And it's not because they were born with silver spoons in their mouths or whatever. Right. No, CEOs were, were born with you know, work ethic. They, they, they work 80 hour fucking weeks and don't see their families. Or don't even have families. That's it. That's all they do is work. Typically. And that doesn't make them good people, I suppose. But uh, I, I digress. I, I just don't... I still don't know why all this came about. The, the only clues I've got were from listening to an interview that Ben Shapiro did with someone that used to work at Project Veritas um, fairly recently. And and this journalist said that, you know, James O'Keefe was a a hard nosed boss. He expected a lot of his employees at the, at the company, but he was also a good boss and was rewarding when it was merited, and you know, kept 
kept the mission going, mission of the company. Every company has to have a mission. Correct. So, so even even this person, I and I can't remember her name, but you know, she moved on to different things after leaving the company, and uh, she still was like, "Yeah, I don't, this doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know what's going on. The accusations are something like he's just hard to work for and unfair, and uh, I didn't hear any." Really slanderous things like you normally hear these Sound days. Like a bunch of sexual allegations. I didn't hear any sexual fucking union. That's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, like he's mean. He makes me work too hard. I'm like a hundred years ago. They made you stick your hand in machines, knowing you were going to lose your arm. And you're bitching about my boss says mean things. He doesn't your let me do is- yoga at work. Right on the company time. Like, have you guys seen? Have you guys seen that video that that now former Twitter employee? And this was shortly before Elon took over Twitter. Mm -hmm. But this Twitter employee did like a day in the life vlog of a Twitter employee, and she's she walks into the company. She walks into work, and she's like, "Oh, look at all these cool spaces and decorations and." Here's the donuts, and here's the, you know, the full coffee bar, and there's the baristas, and over here I can, you know, reserve this little office so I can sit and read my book and drink my chai latte, and then um, I'm going to head upstairs to the gym, and I'm going to do some cardio. There's more. There's plenty more. Yeah, I definitely heard Uh, all about that and stuff. Yeah. And Sorry, I forgot what the wave. That meant. was, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, I, I get a feeling that it's something like that. Like these employees wanted to be <laughs> wanted to be kind of like that, and James was like, "No, go do some investigative journalism." Oh, that's is Project good. Veritas. That's go fuck yourself with your yoga. Journalism is producing uh, a given result. You're paid to write an article that gives this opinion. So write it this way. Mm, Well, yeah, that's what journalism is now. It's not what journalism used to be. Journalism used to be a noble profession. Yeah. Used to be actually news and actual like real stuff instead of like going down one rabbit hole. Well, yeah, and it was noble because it was speaking real truth to power. Power. It was reporting on things no matter what it looked like for the subject of the article. Right. Well, I mean, integrity is severely lacking in today's society. It's just not there. Uh, There is integrity in professions, and it's odd that you see more integrity in uh, the trades than you you do do. in a lot of professions. Um, You know, most of the tradesmen that I know are honest as hell. And yeah, they want to be paid well. It's not going to say they're fucking hard work. Yeah, they should be paid well. But they do really good work. And 
uh, they're not overcharging anybody. They just want to be paid for their skill and experience. Is it really odd, though? Is it really that odd? I mean, if you consider consider the the sources, I guess. I mean, uh, it's it's not odd that people that go well, to liberal I arts guess, colleges come out not basing this with on this one view. train of thought. I'm basing this on the society view. So, and, you know, the society view is that trades people are, are, are I guess they're, they're dumber, they're, they're dumb. lower class, they're slower, they're not as good, you know. They didn't get into college, so they had to become a, a carpenter and a, an electrician and only make $125,000 a year. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> They just oh, weren't man. good enough to get an underwater basket weaving degree. From the University of Miami, Oxford. <clears throat> Drinking, you know, your chai latte in your fucking safe space room, reading your radical rules for radicals book. Yeah, well, uh, thank you. Yes, you answered my question. It's not that odd. These people have been taught this shit for goddamn 50 years 60 years jesus this isn't an, a new problem so uh, i think that it's not odd at all these people have not read enough history and learned how people suffered until all 1950 We'll say the past 60 years, 70 years have been good and people haven't really suffered. But before that, I mean, we had wars, Great Depression. You look at the way the, the old... Real racism. Was, real racism. Real Very actual so. whole acid racism. Uh, so it, people just don't know their history. They don't know how far we've come and they don't see the signs that we are still moving forward. I don't want to say the P word because the progressives think that they are the, uh, the, the yeah, they hijacked that word. They hijacked it. And only they can deliver progress onto society. Well, we all know that's bullshit. Society has been ever progressing since what the middle ages ended. I will say society since the enlightenment. Stag- yeah, basically society stagnated through the middle ages hmm but uh and trust me when you are stagnant in a place of disease famine and and torture and racism oppression oppression gover- governmental oppression the worst kind the monarchical that, uh, and dictatorial pr- oppression the and by the church as well ages lasted so long was the form of government and the caste system and- Feudalism. 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 Yeah, no, for sure. But, you know. It was. was. And then, you know, of course, the Roman Catholic Church saved us from all that, right? Right. (laughs) Um, Hmm. World history is always a fun topic when we bring it up here. And I feel like we could really do 
our own it, i guess it would wind up being a mix between history of the world parts one and two and drunken <laughs> history it'd be so oh i love that show there yeah oh drunken history is hilarious fuck yes it is hilarious. i love that show yeah. i can take it now i don't really like drunk people that's why i don't go to bars but i can sit at home and watch some other drunk puke in somebody else's living room all right i can do that <laughs> <laughs> But the actors they have, you know, reenacting these these scenes, mm-hmm. they just make the show. Oh, they do, they do. And you know, they uh, they they got the actors to do the scenes after they recorded the drunk guy's story. Yeah, it just played so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that yeah, that would shit. be interesting. Joe, do you remember the uh, World War II movie that we made? It was right at the end of our senior year of high school. Jared and Jason were big in it. Yes, and we went out to... Uh, we went out to that house. We don't want yeah. to off names. Yeah. But we were out in a pond. We did a Normandy beach landing, which was hilarious because we, uh, we had our buddy Jared was standing up in the back of the boat wearing a general's helmet. We had Joe on the front of the boat in a uh, in a battle helmet, but he had a big pink boa on, and he was giving raspberries and slapping his helmet like, <laughs> like the French guys on Monty Python. And that was our Normandy Beach <laughs> Now go away, or I shall taunt you a second time. I fought in your general direction. Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberries. <laughs> so, yeah. I do remember doing uh, a couple of combat scenes out in the woods, and there were a few close calls. We were shooting blanks, but, uh, yeah, I think Jason got singed. Because, you know, there's, there's still fine powder and debris that comes out you know well yeah and he, he'll he's, burn the shit out of you and his arm got burned out there especially when you're a fragile little wood nymph well <laughs> ran out of magical alfalfa pellets to <laughs> heal himself okay i guess we're getting a little too esoteric for the for yeah, the audience uh, unless you know brandon or jason are listening jared <laughs> Uh, yeah so oh fuck so we went from james o'keefe to to that pretty goddamn quick guys homemade world war ii films yeah that's always fun Uh it's like dumb ways to die (laughs) (laughs) i love those videos they're so great. Yeah, well, uh, one of my favorite uh, YouTubers and social media icons is Iowa Dairy Farmer. And he's taking a twist to him, and he does fun ways to live with farm safety tips. And it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> that guy's very creative. Is that the guy that... Uh... He's Obviously, always, it's dairy farm, and he's he's always roasting vegans and shit. 
he is very good at uh, advocacy for the dairy industry and going toe-to-toe with vegans and animal rights activists online and calling them out on their lies and their myths that they're spreading. This dude's good shit. He's right there in the middle of the barn with his phone taking video, proving them wrong all day. Uh, Insofar as uh, there was a vegan saying that there's no way that his cows were comfortable laying where they were. So he straight walked out in the barn, curled up, and took a nap right beside his cows, laid right there with him. <laughs> that is so great. Yeah, that that guy's fucking great. He's great. Ham and old Tony, what's his face? We were talking about the other night. Yep. Old Tony Reed, farming corn yeah. money. He's a good one. Nice. Yeah. He got a pretty good world view there. <laughs> I just good love view his in the farm world. I love his hooks. I love his tags. Well, have a nice day and go fuck yourself. Yeah. Nick, yep. you should probably wave before you before you have it position. in there. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I totally didn't get it, and I was like, oh, well, that's been on there for a little bit. Well, it'll be okay. Keith's Keith's typing down (laughs) timestamps. Basically. So, but it's all right, because I'm trying to get everything. I went into studio mode, too, which sucked, because then I couldn't transition fast enough. So I was like, oh, well, oh, well, I just recorded it. So, but it's all right. And that's oh, why also live. you'll see me do, yeah, we're not live. Um, that's why you're seeing me also type in, like, pound and at and all this other different stuff. Uh, Nick, you're not even on the, the notes. You need to get on the notes, man. Shit, I'm not in the notes. No, because I put a special note in there saying, please help me with the tags, man. <laughs> Uh, shit, bro. You know, <laughs> it's like your opinion, man. It's just my opinion, or your opinion. <laughs> but, you say that as I'm sitting here with my arms folded behind my head, like, mm. yeah. Mm. Eh. Joe don't do shit. He just here to talk and be a fucking asshole. Yeah, don't and again, that's just like. Your opinion, man. In my shit, I'm like fucking up the transitions trying to do this, but then not remembering that I have hotkeys to the different scenes that will flip up here and then sit there and, you know, be talking and everything. And then all of a sudden it's like the wrong thing because I just typed it in over here and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> It's like, well, that's what you have when you got a, got a, got a multi monitor set up there, Keith. I know, but so glorious. Yeah, but in, it, but it's still way fucking easier than trying to do this on one screen. Oh, that's true. Right. I don't have the dual screen set up. I let the the boys steal the computer screen so that they could play their video games and whatever. So well, they ain't even at the house, are they? Shit. No, they're gone now. But you know. I ain't going down there. (laughs) 
Oh, that's right. I forgot I brought that out there, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, they were trying to watch movies last night, and they said they can't get any sound, and I told them you should learn to read lips. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fucking computer monitor, not a TV. Right. Oh, you know what, though? Speaking of which, I got to set up for you. I got some TVs here at the house. And I think we could probably hook you up with a good setup there. Well, I need to get my office built, which I guess is just going to be part of my bar and pool room down in the basement. So I'll just, you know, broadcast from sitting at my bar. That'd be cool. And uh, so I'm going to need some help moving a pool table. Yeah. I got to uh, work. I'm going to cut what uh, I got to. Um, I'll be out of town that day. You know what? Right there. Right there, Joe. You sounded like uh, War in DS9 when O'Brien finds out Keiko's pregnant again. <laughs> I won't be here then. Uh, I'll be off station. Far away. Very far away. Very far I got to go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Worf, yeah. Uh, it's long enough now. I don't give a fuck. We're going to throw out some spoilers. But Worf's back in Picard, which is wonderful. I'm going to uh, throw a meme up, uh, Keith, somehow. Okay. You can but, share your uh, screen. Uh, it's on my phone, so I'm sending it. But it is, uh, I am Worf, son of Moog, house of Martog, son of Sergei, house of Rojenko, bane to the Duras family, slayer of Gowron, and my chamomile tea is ready. <laughs> you just gotta love Worf. He is absolutely the best character in Star Trek. Just about. Uh, I mean, Data was an excellent character we all love miles o'brien dude data i love the evolution of data and i love the evolution of spock they're both excellent but i don't think either character was as far developed as Worf. especially Mm -hmm. now that Worf's back you know 20 years after we last saw him I mean, Worf's been a part of three whole ass fucking series, though. Two. Mm. Mm. But how many has Data? Data's been through, right? Data's been through just... He he wasn't on DS9. DS9. No, yeah, anyway, he was, he was pretty much just... He was on Voyager, too. Data? Was he? Data yeah. wasn't on Voyager. thought he was. Oh, he came up. He at came the very, on. very end, yeah. like the last two episodes, because Barkley needed help, and they went to Data to help create a transwarp conduit to talk to that crazy broad who was captain of the Voyager. Janeway, um, if that's what you want to call her, I don't give her a name. 
she violated the prime directive and created not only violated the prime directive but went back in time to commit genocide oh, i've watched i watched uh, commander cisco destroy whole planets Cisco didn't destroy whole planets. He just destroyed them for Cardassians. Humans yeah, but there were Cardassians could... living on those planets. Okay, but humans could live there just fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. We're not talking about Cisco here, and you cannot you cannot condemn Cisco for any of his actions. I guess I won't, but because I was just playing devil's advocate. He is a black man, and <laughs> he is a you're not allowed to condemn black men. Strong, powerful role model for young black men in this country. God damn it! You know what? I wish he was a strong, powerful role model for black men in this country, but that's not the case. Now think about this. Here we have Captain. Cisco, who comes in and as we meet him, he's lost his wife and he's a single father with a 10 to 12 year old son doing his best he can to raise his son, be good to his father, uphold his duty and uh, do his job to the best of his ability. It's an excellent role model for any man black exactly. white asian i don't give a shit exactly excellent role model of what a man is what a man should be i will drink to that because it, it ain't just about role models for black men no but that would be nice i would take that if that could be the case but you are correct sir then you have somebody like Worf, going back to my original character, who is the absolute epitome of integrity and honor. And even when it, you know, it went against uh, popular opinion and what everybody thought he should have done. Especially did, his own people. He did what was right. Always. No matter even what, when he, even when he killed Galron, he was right. Mm -hmm. When he killed Duras, he was right, and he waited too long to do it. Maybe it was a gray area when he actually did kill him. I don't but remember what happened in those circumstances, but you're oh, right. I mean, Duras had just killed Kalar, yeah, Alexander's mother, and uh, Worf. Oh immediately yeah, yeah. yeah. Walked out of there, grabbed his Batleth, took his Starfleet logo off, beamed over to Duras's ship, and challenged him to a duel. And whooped his fucking ass. Yeah, you're right. I do remember that. Yeah, that was actually a pretty badass episode. That's toxic masculinity at its finest. Is it? Mm-mm. Let me give you another example of why Worf is so off. Well, he's Worf was a horrible father to Alexander. We're going to get that out of the way right here. That, he was. That's the thing that always 
kind of put left a bad taste in my mouth about right. Worf. Right. He screwed up with Alexander, but he also recognized <laughs> how he screwed up with yeah. Alexander. And if you watch enough DS9, you know, he patches it up and uh, really tries hard to uh, uh, fix his relationship with Alexander and does. I could see Alexander coming into Picard at some point, which would be an interesting addition. Well, yeah, we, hell, we've got Jordy LaForge's daughter there at the yeah. fucking helm. We need Jordy. Where's Jordy? I think he'll be back. I'm pretty sure I've seen, um, I've seen an, an advertisement I've or seen a him. picture. Yeah. Yep. He'll be he back. back. Everybody comes back. That's why I'm like, they got to get O'Brien in there. At least at one point, they need an emergency beam out. And just for some fucking reason, in comes O'Brien. And he's like, yeah, I got you. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> got to narrow the confinement beam. Got to filter out the interference from the Verteron particles. God, we're fucking nerds. Yes, we are. Talking about Star Trek again. So, but, hey, I figured out that I'm going to be able to share that gif that you, that meme. So, if you want to talk about that real quick. Oh, you figure I'm not even on our uh, video feed right now. Uh, I was... So I just uh, got the screen share working. It's that I'm the wharf. You can go ahead and. You got that brought up? Yeah. I didn't even have it brought up. Yeah, yeah. You, you shared it with her thing. So I just it's made just, a screen share real quick. It was it was a badass quote in the show in the way that Worf introduced himself with all of his proper titles. And he skipped a few in there because he was uh, Grand Chancellor of the Klingon Empire for, what, about five minutes. Uh, he courted and wed the great Jadzia Dax. I believe that should be on the list. Uh he rescued um, his fellow comrades when they were held captive by defeating how many Jem'Hadar soldiers? With Jesus, that, at his side. that was a good couple of episodes. I mean, Klingon should be singing songs about that for the next 12 centuries. Yeah. Worf, yeah. Worf is the greatest Klingon ever. Probably, well, since Kayless. Didn't they find him and... Was it him and... No, that was that ended up being a fake, wasn't it? When they found Kayless's Batleth. Uh, well, it was a duplicate, actually. Wasn't uh, it a clone of Kayless? Yes, it was a clone of Kayless that was created... Look at me knowing some shit. Porter accident. Yeah, very nice. He's... Finally. <laughs> Me too. Shit. That fucking Klingon blood is showing through, brother. Kapla. <laughs> Kapla. Kapla. 
So anyways, they took him and they made him an honorary role, kind of like the, the, the queen was. Yeah. You know, she wasn't really the head of Great Britain. It was just an honorary position. That's what they did with that Kalis. Nice. It was actually great friends to Worf, considering Worf was excommunicated from the Klingon Empire more than any other Klingon ever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like Anne Hash over there. He's in and he's out. He's in and he's out. Anne <laughs> Hash. That bitch was gay and straight and gay and straight. You know what? She's a perfect example to hold up your argument last week that we didn't have about how bisexuality doesn't exist. I don't think that's a real thing. That chick right there. And hey, she, she proves she my was, point. She's not bi. She's either gay, uh, gay or straight. And she goes back and forth depending on who she's dating. Well, if she's taking dicks, she's straight. She uh, she's she's only dating women. Then this is, goes with, I've never legitimately met someone that is bisexual that I believed actually would wed and be happy and attracted to the same sex. You're not bisexual. You're straight. You just suck at life, and and you can't navigate relationships. And and or or. Or that's it. You're that's just, all that it is. You're just really horny, and you'd fuck anything, including a doorknob. So <laughs> that's more trisexual than bisexual. You'll try anything. Just yeah, stay away it, from it, the goddamn it's mostly, dog. It's mostly <laughs> women because you don't see men trying to fuck doorknobs. I mean, a woman will shove anything in her vagina. Guys, that's what I'm saying. Uh, chicks want to talk watched... about the shit that guys do with their penis. Uh, are you serious? A woman will fuck a cucumber, a hairbrush handle, uh, a doorknob, a BMW, the corner of a fucking table. Really? Riding the washing machine during a spin cycle. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th I think it's uh, it's all a bunch of bullshit. But I don't. I've been I've been telling everybody this recently, and I I get lots of. Hey. Flack for it. Fuck no. bisexuality. That listen. That, bisexuality I, is just like transgenderism. It's a mental disorder. Uh I think this comes back to the age old war on the sexes mm -hmm. and the destruction of the family unit. Mm -hmm. And I was actually putting some thought into this the other day during work, you know. You get to working really good and you get to thinking about things you can have some good philosophical shit here yeah and this this whole you get women out there that are man-hating you get men out there who are being chauvinist like true fucking chauvinist i know we say shit and we joke around but i i, I know these two guys are very respectful of women right. and their, their wives would back me up on this absolutely and not just because they beat their wives into submission <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, folks. It, it's a joke, not a dick. Don't take it so hard. <laughs> Go on. You're you're on a good no, track here. Yeah. I'm on a good track here. But this is all horrible. Now it is just it's it's a basic fact of life that 
women are better than men at some things and men are better than women at some things. That's just how it is. We created us. The world created us. I'm not going to say God, but nature created us so that we are not complete. We are not whole until we meet our other half. And that's marriage. Okay. You have to meet somebody who compliments you so that you can be complete family right i mean this is part of nature there are many animals that mate for life out there in the world Mm -hmm. doves uh i think eagles mate for life i'm not sure on that but uh so this whole idea of sexism either way it goes any gender bisexualism transgenderism all of these fucking isms and the people flying their fucking pride flags flags <laughs> i didn't say pride fags i said pride flags well now but you did all of this it's just trying to destroy the basic family unit and the marriage between man and a woman the way that nature intended oh jesus christ now. You hit all the buzzwords and you're fucking canceled. We are still getting flagged on like eight things, We're, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, let Kicked me off uh, Spotify. Let me let me uh, add in a few <laughs> caveats here. If a man can find another man that compliments him and it makes them happy then there's nobody in the world to tell them that they are wrong and they can go on living their life, okay? And I'm not saying that this union has to be in the eyes of my God, your God, or any God whatsoever. You two can join together and live your lives happy, complete as one. So I'm not going to you know, exclude homosexuality here. That's, uh, I mean, it's a thing. It's out there. I'm tell you, it's nature, just like everything else we've talked about. For all I think people, so too. Uh, it's not like it's anything new in society. Homosexuality has been rampant in humanity forever. We had a that's why God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Partly. Partly. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, it was also because of whores and... Right. And, and you got to understand... Sloth and... In, in the biblical sense, when they refer to Sodom and Gomorrah, those people were indulging in everything <laughs> from sex, drugs, food. All of it was being indulged in. Right. So mm-hmm. not that homosexuality was such a sin that it's made out to be in that sense because nowadays we have uh you know many gay couples out there and it's not a out of control sexuality issue or anything like that it's exactly like i just said it is two people who uh complement and complete each other if somebody can find that in this fucked up world and be happy fuck yeah bro go for you or you go girl Whatever it is, hell yeah. But there's a, you know, there's a lot of hate in this world. We don't need to be hating on anybody for love. 
There's my deep philosophical point. I, yeah, I, I agree with that, but I don't want to be um, a squishy conservative or Christian when I when I say that because um, I do not legitimately do not want to be the going philosophy for our civilization. The thought that um, I, I don't want to equate that morally with um, heterosexual relationships and the actual creation of a family because getting married and um, not having a kid or even adopting another kid which is one of the most noble things a a couple can do um, those things those things are not morally equivalent to doing your due diligence as a person knowing yourself building yourself exactly into someone that can yes be part of a family and then being able to recognize a good counterpart in the opposite sex or in just another partner because that other part we it's so hard for people to recognize good family values in a potential partner because uh, the family unit has been so under attack for so many years that a lot of people just don't know what it is. We as well, a society are truly losing sight of that. But here's the thing. People coming out of broken families are still seeking that wholesome, complete family unit. They're out there Yeah, but they it. fuck it up every time. They, they fuck it up all the time. Because how. they don't know how. They don't know how. They and I hate to say it, how. and this is I'm, this is kind of an attack on you, Nick, but it's an attack on our society as a whole. This whole thing with, um, you know, just keep it in your own bedroom and you know leave me out of it. This this laissez-faire policy that we have as a society towards you know just you know don't force your beliefs on me. Leave me alone. Yeah. I believe in those things to an extent. Libertarianism, you're describing. Libertarianism only goes so far. uh, Because then you start getting into things like we're looking at where, and and I'll 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 even let this splash over, and it doesn't splash over. It splashes over from religion, not to religion. Nobody wants to, to recognize that religion is really the bedrock of all of this once God, once yeah. you abandon all that shit i mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all gone once you abandon religion all of this is gone religion I is the social that. fabric it's the connecting factor for sure it, w- without religion you have no social fabric because then you get people okay. saying okay. things like well you know go love whoever you want and you know we'll make laws for that that's fine you can love whoever you want and be married to them but then before you know it our whole society is going no if you're homosexual so then you should be lauded and 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 raised up on a pedestal it's a slippery slope are you trying to tell me that these gay couples out there who are leading you know magnificent lives 
and they've adopted children or possibly they have children from previous marriages or uh, whatever the circumstance may be there that uh, they are uh, I guess I lost my train of thought here where I was going with this but is, are you using I'll... that as qualifications to put them up on a pedestal is that what what's happening there because that's uh, not are, I'm like... sorry, are they uh, are, without realizing it they are living their lives according to Judeo-Christian values. No, they're not. They can't if they don't live it. They're gay. They're gay. They're not living their lives according to Judeo-Christian values. Except for that, let's let's take that out of the equation. Except okay. for that, okay. they're leading great, wonderful lives. They give back to their community. They're involved with charities and with their kids at the school. Yeah, but that, that's... And they're teaching their kids right from wrong and raising mm. them to be productive members of society. Okay. That's all good and fine. That's great. That's the majority of... But they're still using those Judeo-Christian values that... Yeah, yeah, they are. Everybody's a sinner. Everybody is a sinner. But what I'm saying is this is not and what you're talking about are isolated isolated fucking yeah. Isolated. <laughs> Good job, Nick. Isolated instances. Um on the whole, do you think there are homosexual couples? that are advocating for Judeo-Christian values, I bet you there are fucking aren't a whole lot of those folks. These folks are probably teaching their kids that you can just love whoever you want on a whim and that uh, <coughs> that empathy is the best policy and equity. Not and, always. And I, I have eyes. I see what our society is doing these days. I, and I know lots of homosexual yeah. folks, and even the homosexual folks that I know, they're not that happy because they know they cannot have a real family with their own flesh and blood, with 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 the own set of that that same set of values. That's what I love about my family, even my family that isn't my flesh and blood. I've got stepkids. But we all share that same sense of family because of, I don't know, because I don't want to say because of our biology, but because we have a few brain cells to rub together. This isn't that that fucking hard. I mean, like, okay, turn half the population gay. Turn half the population of the world gay because that's what society wants us to do. You fucking know it is. And before you know it... listen. The human race is extinct. There are no more people to be kind to each other and love whoever they want. It it doesn't work that way. It's not realistic. No. Absolutely fucking not. Nobody's having kids anymore. I'm going to back up here a second. You said we're going to turn half the population gay, right? That's not what I said. I'm speaking in a hypothetical situation. I understand that. I understand that. But in this hypothetical situation, it seems like the straight man is really making out. Okay. Half the dudes out there trying to get pussy, they're gone. <laughs> they're trying to bang dudes. Okay. 
I mean, it's it. This is uh, capitalism one hundred and one here, fellas. So if we it's have supply and demand, if we have half of them, so then a quarter would be trying to go after another quarter, right? Just half. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. still have. We'd still have our pick of se- half of the men would have seventy five percent of the women. Now wait a minute. The the women are gonna want to bang women too, so and the odds just got evened. True. And and in fact, you have. You're not automatically a, disqualified no. from that equation. So. No 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 no. You literally one are gonna. Plus one can equal fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to do math in my head. I mean, I know it's okay. And if you need I, to visualize to this, think about replacement rates. <laughs> what was um, that? We... Labor replacement rates. <laughs> Is that what you said? No, replacement okay. rates. Uh, like it, a family of two needs to have three kids to to further the population of the earth you remember that episode of star trek when they found the uh the the backwoods farm bumpkins living on an island uh some planet oh yeah they and all they wanted to do was find a find a mate and have a child Right, and then they go and they find another planet that's got clones on it, and they're all dying out because they need fresh blood. So they're like, hey, we're going to put you all together, drop you off on the planet. And by the way, everybody has to have three children with three different people. I want to be on that fucking boat, especially with that redhead. No kidding. I don't even care if I get her third. (laughs) Right? Star Trek. It's Star Trek. My Come wife on, just walked people. back into the room after hearing me say something about being on that boat with that redhead. Oh, whatever. She would have enjoyed the redhead, too. See, one plus one plus one. Yeah, that's Fun. what I'm talking about. Mental illness. <laughs> She's not bi. She's just mentally ill. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're not even going to claim that women who like other women are mentally ill. That's that's not at all a claim we're making. As a matter of fact, that's wonderful. So. <laughs> oh, that's great, uh, man. Not by people are mentally ill. That's what that is. That's not. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll reinforce what I said. Like transgenders. Yes. Yeah. That's a mental illness. I don't think I don't think homosexuality is a mental illness, for the record. But I've never met an actual real bi person that I thought actually liked both hey, sexes. Hey, since we're talking, it always seemed like they like just wanted whatever. Yeah, I think they're Keith. Uh, I just think they're just miserable people that don't know how to life, and they just for lack of options, they're like, well, let me try this. Right. I'm going to keep doing the same old dumb shit I always do, but let me try this other person. But I'm going to have a different net over here now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. I've never met a bi person that I I thought was that I thought had life figured out even a little bit. (laughs) The ultimate confusion? I mean... 
Some people yeah. can't decide which way the toilet paper goes. You know, some people can't decide which side of the pillow they're going to sleep on tonight. The cool some side, man. can't decide, you know, which bathroom they're supposed to use. And Which direction do you wipe your butt? Front to back or back to sack? What gender am I and which gender am I supposed to fuck? Dude, if you go back to sack, that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just saying. Shitty no. balls. <laughs> that's gross. Ain't nobody wants shit on the balls. It priori stinks as it is. Don't fucking give it more shit. Right? Right? It's, but especially oh, if you're a God. chick, because your, your chick anatomy is way closer to your butthole than a dude's dude anatomy is right. to his butthole. We have that whole ass gooch. That's a good... What What would you say? Five, six inches. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, yeah. if it goes like, inches. my balls oh, yeah. can make a big it's screen a right there. Save yeah. that motherfucker. You gotta have some fucking... Do some stretches beforehand. Sure. I didn't hear what you uh, said, Nick. I just heard do some stretches when we're talking about wiping our asses. Right. You were talking about the length out. of the gooch, and I said, I don't know. It seems long as fuck when you're trying to shave that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it, you're right. It's, it seems like a fucking runway. <laughs> it's like a parachute. Right. I feel like I'm a Air Force crew trying to make sure rocks don't get sucked up into the fucking turbines. Right. And at the same time, a surgeon, you know. You yeah, because you gotta you go get around the warts and well, whatever. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but um. well, you don't want to hurt old Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! Wild to build a sculpture that beautiful. All right. Well, Abraham. Abraham Lincoln is uh, racist these days, and all of his sculptures have been torn down and his name removed from all the schools so might as well cut that's him off of my true. gooch too which is yeah, crazy that's dude. Not true. no that's not fucking true you need to produce one fucking example where they took down a statue of abraham lincoln okay now, I know they've been taking down statues of civil war figures but not abraham fucking lincoln yeah they did that is ridiculous. Yeah, and that's some dumb shit. Now, while the man didn't actually free the slaves, he did do the Emancipation Proclamation, which was huge. And Keith, he are you ready for a screen share? Wait, you know what? Uh, give me two seconds here. Let me put us. Waited far too long Go for to it. do it because it wasn't politically popular, but. Uh, yeah, sure. Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves in the South. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, in Boston. Yeah. Well, uh, let me know when you're ready, Keith. But yeah, they they're tearing down Abraham Lincoln statues. Well, I stand. All right, three, two, one. It's live. Statue of Lincoln with formerly enslaved man at his feet is removed in Boston. I'll be. Damned. I'm sure it's the enslaved man at his kneeling at his feet, which they found offensive. Um, uh, do, do, do they want us to pretend that enslaved people didn't exist 
in the United States in the 16 and 1700s? Well, what the they fuck? Want you to Am believe I... that it, we did it because we're an evil country and that's how we are. Yeah, well, Abraham Lincoln statues. The the anti-racists are taking down statues of Abraham fucking Lincoln, folks. Damn. The president, the Republican uh, president okay. that Let's started a civil war. Let's have some fun. To free the slaves. If we're going to piss people off. I'm gonna... <laughs> is, is this not the epitome of stupidity, though, guys? I mean, right. I can see why they're they're pissed off because they're that dumb. When you're that dumb and you don't know what's going on, you got a lot of shit bouncing around in your head and you don't know how to deal with it because because you're dumb and you the only thing you can do is just get mad and blame it on somebody else that that that's how stupid these people are abraham lincoln statues are getting removed because racism that's crazy dude that's so crazy well i mean by that token we are we allowed to take down Martin Luther King statues. Uh, uh, that one that they just put up should come down. I mean, but okay, all right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but this is very telling. Okay, simple Google search here, folks. Simple Google search. How many men died in the Civil War? And this is what I'm looking for: for how many men gave their life to free slaves during the civil war 620,000 men died wow during the civil war okay oh so how many of those were fighting against slavery now wait then i changed my query there you and go made it how many black men died in the civil war uh oh I didn't, oh I didn't, dude inflammatory inflammatory why is that inflammatory that's an inflammatory question to ask how how dare you as a white liberal woman i take offense to that that's a bigoted question i wanted to know how many black men died to liberate the black man from the south so fighting for the union Yes. So how many was it? Like 3,000? I don't know. I can't find it. I can't find the figure. There was a lot more on the north than there was the south, that's for sure. But there were many men who fought for the Confederacy. There is, yeah, I would say probably still about two grand or so. That they had, they pulled from like South Carolina and North Carolina. Right there on that line. I forget what, what that line ridge is. But I'm pretty sure that that's where Mason Dixon lied. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Okay, I got some numbers. I got some numbers. 186,097 black men joined the Union Union Army. And that was uh, 7,122 of those were officers. Approximately 20,000 black sailors served in the Union Navy. Nice. So, Thank you. Uh, yeah, there was a considerable so, showing on the union side. 
so out of how many was that big number? One hundred and twenty thousand. One hundred and twenty thousand. One hundred and eighty-six thousand out of six hundred and some thousand. Well, no, I guess not all those black soldiers probably died, but uh, six hundred and some thousand people died in that war. We'll assume roughly half were Confederate. Okay. All right. I just found something to contradict my claim, and I'm going to read it aloud. Well, you got it from Google, so that doesn't fucking surprise me. Actually, I got it from Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Cool. So I'm going to read this whole article here. Go for it. This is from, uh, no, there's citations here. It was written by a fucking Reddit user. <laughs> or chat GPT. Yeah, yeah, chat GPT Because <laughs> it's allowed to write hey, it that way. Hey, hey, Wikipedia is open source. It's free range, man. <laughs> right. Herbert Hapthicker is... Uh, Jesus, he's going to go on with this. What do you want? Go for it. <laughs> Mortality <laughs> rates when you compare black soldiers to white soldiers was 35% greater among colored troops. Okay. Uh, what? There was a greater mortality rate for black soldiers than white soldiers during the Civil War. Thanks, waifu lover 69. <laughs> That's a shame. Was that was that Wikipedia? That was Wikipedia. Fucking Wikipedia. Yeah. For all of our listeners that don't know, Wikipedia is written by its fucking users. Still today, no matter what, they have yeah. some blocks on some things, but not not as good. <laughs> well, yeah, they they block things <coughs> that are like true and stuff because they're Wikipedia, right? And they don't like traditional values and real things so well and i think if i'm not mistaken and i could be completely wrong so sorry if i'm wrong in advance but you know the whole thing with taking donations and whatnot you can have a corporation or something that wants you to change the media and then that's changing the media even a wikipedia side of things you know what i'm saying oh absolutely absolutely and I, i've logged on to wikipedia before and they're asking me for money right so uh, My fingers are like getting cramped trying to push all these buttons to switch the scenes depending on what we're talking and stuff, but it's fun. <coughs> Nick, the fuck are you staring at? You're on mute. Yeah. On signal itself, you're on mute. Piece of shit. No. <laughs> Anyways, 40,000 black soldiers died over the course of the Civil War. Mm. And okay. uh, just and for the union or sound, just for the old? That doesn't that doesn't sound like thirty five percent more than white people. If six hundred and forty thousand people died in the Civil War, 
and 40,000 of them were black, then that does not mean 35, 000, 35% more black people died. Wait. The mortality wait. rate was 35%. No. That math don't add up. Listen. Yeah, we'll get the facts 30, later. 30,000 of those 40,000 black soldiers died from infection or disease. Not from wounds sustained in combat. Yeah, dude, infection sucks. Like, that shit fucking took Water. out so many people then. 16. Yeah, well, in that same time, 30,000 white people died of infection and disease unrelated to the war also. By the end of the it war. Was, it was the 18-fucking-70s. By the end of the war, 16 black soldiers had 60s. earned the Congressional Medal of Honor. 16 black soldiers. Well, that sounds like racism to me. They must have been token or what are they, uh, what do they call people like Thomas Sowell, Thomas Sowell and, and, um, what's his name? Tim Scott. I have to say. Token. 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 Right? There's there's their argument. I don't know, but tonight you're sounding like Benjamin Buford Forrest. Man, I just want to say that I'm thankful <laughs> as fuck for those men. All no of those men that fucking kicked ass no and also gave shit. their souls and their families for that mm-hmm. cause. Or else the world yeah. that we would be in now would be so crazy, like rough i think well keith you hit the nail on the head those black fellas that were fighting that war to free their brethren right they had families even these even these people that were dirt poor being discriminated against on a federal legislative level (laughs) were dirt poor they still had families and they still had values and they were the same values that you and I all share. Uh, you mean Judeo-Christian values? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But you know, but, but then came the civil rights act of 1964 a hundred years later and uh, destroyed the black family and and now their culture is in shambles and they're killing each other and and they're why? all suffering they are why? I, I just how? told you I just told you why how did they the Civil Rights Act destroy the black family it incentivized single motherhood it disincentivized a man being the leader of his family and being there for his kids there you go. That's all you need to know. That's yeah. that's why. And it was a system and, that and was it set did up a lot of good. To, also, it can do good, but the no, thing is, is that it's supposed to be able to get you up and off, like help the the person out and get them on the right track to be able to get up and higher. But the thing is, well, is that they stopped making it to where you want to do that, and you just want to continue the services more so so you figure out that loophole and all that other stuff 
Now, well, that's why government is art. Talk about things like affirmative action and those issues, but on the whole, I mean, the Civil Rights Act was a revolutionary piece of legislation. It, it was. It was too far overreaching. It it did more well, than it should I mean, have done. And the excesses. I've never are, been a fan of affirmative action. I believe you know it should be merit based. But, well, yeah, for sure. But but we uh, we're, we're talking about the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which was to end segregation in the South, which should have been ended. I'm not arguing that it shouldn't have. That was that was actual systemic oppression. It was written into the laws. Right. But when we wrote in more than what was needed, because some white liberals thought, well, you know what? These folks have been under the boot heel of the U.S. government for 300 or more years. We need to give them a leg up and and write some what turned out to be discriminatory laws into our books. It destroyed. It destroyed black families and and their culture which was actually beautiful and rich they came from africa they had wonderful traditions beautiful music delicious food and and great ideas and work ethic and a a, a, probably a more cohesive sense of family than maybe even judeo-christian values and all that got destroyed with the Civil Act rights, the Civil Rights Act of 1964, because we, we, we told these black folks, you know what, we're just going to give you money because we feel bad for the past 300 years, and and you don't really have to do anything anymore. We're so sorry, and that's not what black folks wanted at the time. But you know, when you change the incentive structures, the culture is going to change one way or the other if we were to change if we were to um rewrite our our laws for welfare now and make it something like I don't, and this is arbitrary but uh, if we were to if we were to end welfare after 6 months no matter fucking what it would totally change the landscape for for black culture Ooh. It would, because that's what partially destroyed it to begin with. Well, I'm not going to disagree with you. It is far cheaper in this world to not get married until after you've had children because the mother can go on government assistance and pay all those medical bills to have the kids. And it's expensive to go to a hospital and have a kid. And I know plenty of people who have done it that way. After the kid was born or two or three kids, they went and got married and everything was peachy keen after that. But that's exactly how people did it. I'm not going to say I'm not guilty of that. Well, I did that too. I mean, but it was kind of life circumstances. We've all that. been on that. Well, those were, those were life circumstances, Nick, that we chose to bring upon ourselves. We chose to have children out of wedlock before we had good jobs and could support a family. That the government didn't do that. Um, uh, I didn't decide we did to do that. that. My penis decided to do that. Uh, yeah. 
I was married. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but going to school full time, so. I married her. I actually uh, married her right before our second child was born. Yeah, that's that. That's not the way it's supposed to go. And you're I supposed to uh, immediately after the third. You're supposed to gain some wisdom and some some solidarity before you ever stick your dick in a woman. Well, goes back to uh, difficulty finding a companion and even somebody who came from a wonderful home and wonderful parents who are celebrating their 46th anniversary today. Happy motherfucking anniversary. Yeah. And even at that, I couldn't recognize a decent mate. Probably because I like my women just a little on the trashy side. You know, like that old country song. Oh, yeah. That's a good... Too much lipstick, too much rouge. Yeah, except, you know, me, I tend to exaggerate and embellish and I found one a little too trashy. Little happen. That'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, vol. Yeah. But I digress. Um, so it's hard to find somebody with the good family values you want who you know yeah. understands US history and Politics. Again, it's our culture, bro. It's our culture brought on by postmodernism. And... Shall not be infringed. Like, I mean, that should be question number one when you go on a date with a woman. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to put and into Ronan red flag, red flag. No, good back good. up here. I I uh, I dated a girl in college. She was wonderful, and we actually got along and had a killer sex life. But our politics were one hundred percent opposite, and we absolutely could not talk about hardly anything because it would go back to politics. She was passionate about her politics. I was passionate about mine. <coughs> And uh, it just it it completely ruined the relationship. There's absolutely yeah, well, no now, way to get over that barrier. None. Now look at the difference between you and her. You are raising your own flesh and blood kids, even though it's a hybrid family like ours, like mine. You're still raising your own flesh and blood kids, and she's raising some other dude's kids. And. It's it's just not the same. I mean, yeah, it it is. It, yeah, I mean, maybe there's a reason for that. Like maybe she can't have kids or something like that. But it's still not the same, and it's up too bad. And, <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're still on the air, aren't we? <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. speaking of that, we're at an hour and twenty six minutes. So. Oh, oh Jesus! Shit. This has been a good episode. Though. I don't want to be done, so you can turn off the red light. But I want to keep talking more. Yeah, I'm <laughs> done with that. BS. All right. Fuck you, bastards! Pay to listen to the rest because. Bye. Shit. All right, Joe. You say bye. Hey. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Uh, I'm week. glad you listened to my Gooch story and shaving and. 
and all the other bullshit. So tune in next time. To me on the video. Okay, go fuck yourselves. Nick, your your turn. Yeah, I already said it. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. And Joe's a fucking prick. (laughs) Later.